Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode, the third episode of the Westboro Podcast. I'm your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here once again by the man in blue himself, Preston Jacobs. Preston. Oh, I, man in blue. Well, I, what is that a reference to? You're, well, you're House Aaron fanboy. And House oh, Aaron I see, I see. So, I see. There you go. Yes. Uh, so, I just wanted a choice. I wanted to prove I had a choice. <laughs> uh, guys, welcome back to the Westworld Podcast. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be discussing episodes 9 and 10 of season 2. As always, we're available on SoundCloud and iTunes, so consider checking us out on those platforms for your convenience. And if you do listen to us on iTunes, then please leave us a review. It'll help out a lot. Also, be sure to leave your uh, thoughts, questions, and comments down below. We look forward to reading them. Okay, so before we begin, Preston, uh, big big announcement for Preston fans out there, and there are many, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Preston finally has his own merchandise. Congratulations. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're testing it out. So you, YouTube YouTube uh, announced this sort of like merchandise function where they like link you to Teespring and stuff. So I tried out I tried out uh, you know creating a T-shirt. Well, a Lemongate T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see we're gonna see how the whole thing functions and works, and then we'll probably have some more some more different items uh, in the future. But this one's just you know it's a you know very simple, um, uh, subtle uh, you know Lemongate T-shirt. But you're a fuck though. Like, come on, you. So you announced what? it. What? You announced <laughs> it on Facebook, not even Twitter. And you don't you? I, I thought I did put it on Twitter. I didn't. I didn't see shit. Maybe you did. I haven't seen it yet. And you just released a video, a Game of Thrones video, and you didn't even announce uh-huh. it on that. What? I, Come I on, mean, buddy! Like fucking, I, let your fans know. I know. I don't want to look like I'm peddling stuff. Okay. I'm just. I you know, I have these things. I understand. And, and, I get it. And yeah. uh, hopefully, you can get me a free shirt. You know, for your your, I mean, your, do, your old patty, your old buddy Carmine. Get your old buddy. Carmine I'll I'll buy shirt. I'll buy you a shirt. I'll buy you a shirt. <laughs> no, seriously. Can we expect more in the future? Like maybe mugs and I, I, thongs. I think I think so. I think we're. Uh, I think uh, we'll we'll have some some more some more items in the future. So, you know, um, you know, whenever I have ideas come in, people people were requesting certain things like like Chad Summerchild stuff, House Chummer, House Summerchild, which I think. Um, I think that can be done, you know. What are the words of House um, Summer Child? None so awesome. None so awesome, bro. <laughs> is 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 the the house words? Um, I think those those will definitely come in the future. Um, it, you know, it's just certain things. I don't want to put anything on there that like is really you know property of HBO or something, you yeah. know. So mm-hmm. I have to be careful. You know, like Lemongate doesn't that that's not owned by anybody. But you know, if you you know, it's strange. Like even if you put the word, you know. Uh, uh, you know, Ice and Fire or, or Westeros or Game of Thrones. Like, those are all, you know, uh, copyrighted terms. And so, I don't know. I, I don't know the... Uh, well, that's why um, yeah. a lot of, like, these random... If you see a lot of these big Facebook groups, they all have, mm-hmm. like... Um, every time, like, a Facebook Game of Thrones group reaches, like, 100,000 likes, because it's easier to like a Facebook group than it is to subscribe, um, you'll see them yeah. all peddling, like, fucking merchandise. And it, they are very careful. If you notice, the T-shirts will say like Tyrion quotes and shit, and you can't really coin yeah. or copyright Tyrion quotes. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. I drink and I know okay. things. Anybody could have said that at any point in time. So, right, but anyways, right. let's get into Westworld. Uh, we ramble on. We I apologize. We ramble on. Let's uh, answer some questions and comments from the previous uh, Westworld. 
Uh, Differ okay. says, eternal life undoes the meaning of life? Why do you have any logical reason to make that conclusion? You disappoint me with your rational convictions, Preston. I thought you were smarter. Well, first off, fuck you, dude. Second off, <laughs> Preston, any 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 retort to this guy? Uh, I mean, it it, it comes more. It, this is more into into like how Buddhist and Taoist philosophy, like li- like life is by definition uh, in opposition to non-life. So. You know, if you do not have non-life as uh, as something to accentuate life, um, life has no life is not distinct and has no meaning. So the 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 the, the analogy people use is is I mean, is like say you have uh, black letters, you need a white background to see those black letters, mm. or else the uh, or else you'd be blind. It'd just be black. Black on black is is nothing. It's it's black. The same goes for white on white. Um, you know, you can have white, you know, I, so white letters, you need, you need to have some sort of background. White would be nothing. White on white is blind. And this, this gets into like, you know, the, what, what the, the yin and the yang mean. Like you need to have negative and positive in opposition for existence. Um, so, I mean, if you lived forever, I mean, so then in practice, like, okay, one could say, well, just because you live forever, there's still dead things, eh, I guess. But you would you'd have no motivation to do anything. Um, there, there'd be no, you know, there'd be no, uh, there'd be no reason or rush to do anything. Mm-hmm. It, it would just, it would just fall into, into, you know, being lethargic. But uh, you know, you kind of need that fear of death to, to really uh, feel alive, like a deadline. Yeah, and you need a deadline in order to do something. Right. Like if so, you know, like you ever tried to do work without a deadline, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> um, I mean, that's it, that's a very loosey goosey, like 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 more spiritual answer. But that's that's the thing is you one's life needs to have both life and death mm-hmm. in order to uh, in order to um, um, you know pop out and 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 exist. So. Uh, well, differ. He's responded. Uh, we await your response, you douche. Uh, Captain Monkey One <laughs> says, "Hey, Preston. The June 6, 2008 edition of the Hollywood Reporter reports Westworld had 2.2 million viewers that episode, mm. and was three for live viewership, plus three for cable TV. Not quite as bad as you thought." Okay. Well, you know, mm. I mean, we were just a little worried that Westworld might not be around for maybe a season four, and I think that's for the best. I think some of the best shows out there. Know when to, when know when they've overstayed their welcome and know when to end it. But I just I just don't want it to end so soon and prematurely. Kind of like Marco Polo, which ended yeah. at season two, which I understand because lower viewership that it cost a hundred million to make. Okay, so let's get on with it. In episode nine, we have a bit of clarity behind the Men in Black, and we get a bit of flashbacks about his story with his wife and a bit with Ford. We also get the conclusion of Emily's storyline, topped off with her dad going crazy, thinking everything is a test by Ford. We also see Bernard trying to delete Ford from his system and heading off towards the Forge. Teddy's storyline coming to a close with the suicide and Maeve being used by Delos' retrieval team to force a code onto Clementine to use against the other hosts. Off the bat, I have to say, I, I, I kind of liked episode 9 way more than I did episode 10. I, well, I mean... Maybe I like all of the episodes more than 10. I'm not sure. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I don't know. I mean, 10 I was not a fan of. but We're, um, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. But yeah, uh, yeah. I like the episode a lot. As much as I hate the man in black sometimes, 
I, I, I do like going into his past. I do like the character and the potential he can bring to the story. Some of the best parts of the entire show and series in general is just watching this guy travel around and interacting with the many hosts and sometimes humans of the story. But my one problem with The Man in Black is that, especially in Season 2, his motivation becomes really clouded. In Game of Thrones, you know Jon's goals very well. He wants to preserve yeah, House yeah. Stark, defend the North, and beat back the others. And even he has a sidekick, Davos, to reiterate this point at every time. Um, the Men in Black doesn't really have that. We Like, I thought Lawrence was going to be his sidekick, his Davos, but Lawrence just goes away at some point. And the Men in Black's goals become very, not convoluted, but a little just all over the place. That's my one problem with him. I mean, it's, it's the whole problem with him, right? I mean, no one knows what the hell is going on in this, like, crazy person's mind. It's it's and and this is every person's complaint about the Man in Black. I mean, I this is pretty universal. Where it's just, I mean, first season it was pretty cloudy because people are like, wait, what does the Man in Black want? He wants to make stakes real. How does he know the maze is going to get there? But I thought he liked Westworld because he f- seemed free there. But he wants stakes like the real world, so he wants to make Westworld like the real world. But then uh, you know, then Westworld wouldn't be special. But Nonetheless, he, he seems to want he seems to want to make the robots fight back. That seems to be his first season goal. And then once the robots are fighting back, like you think his goal is to find the door because he's been given the quest by the man in, uh, by uh, by Ford. But then I don't know what he's, he's he like goes around and tries to find an army and then kills his daughter and then Teams up with Dolores. Well, my problem with The Man in Black is just trying to figure out what the fuck he really wants. And I guess episode 10 kind of answers that a little bit. Maybe he's just trying to test his own resolve and his own mind or... I don't know. Like, like It's like you said, it becomes muddled a little. Because at first in season 1, it sounds like he just wants a challenge. He just wants a challenge. He just wants to try and get to a certain area of the park where he can turn off the host's restraint and have like a legitimate wild west experience that's what it seemed like at first and then it evolved to something else in season two it's like you said he's trying to get an army and now he doesn't want an army he wants to destroy this thing but like why is he just trying to just test who he really is and test what he's made of it's it's it really is all over the place and i like how there was a recent article where the creators of westworld had to debunk everybody by saying, no, we're not making this up as we go along. There is a conclusion to these stories. Right. I mean, and so episode nine and episode nine, I would say that episode nine is good because the actress that plays Juliet, Cella Ward, is pretty freaking fantastic actress. And she can make that character really compelling. And... You know, the, the character, you know, the, the actress that plays Emily, I, I don't know her name, but, you know, she makes Emily very compelling. And and there's a lot of emotion in, in Cell Ward's performance that makes it a freaking great, like, the flashback is, like, you know, all about her, really. Now, it's a retcon, though. It doesn't mm. it doesn't fit with what we had first season on on what what was going on with Juliet. I mean, first season, the Juliet plot was, like, according to The Man in Black, was um, my wife took the wrong pills, like, it seemed like a big accident, 
And then later, his daughter reveals to him, no, she didn't take the wrong pills. It was a suicide. Looking at the events of episode season two, episode nine, there's no way that anyone would interpret that as an accident. Like they were threatening to take her to rehab. She was, she was like really crazy about it and didn't want to go to rehab. And the man in black had confessed to her like right there that, that, you know, he was a psychotic, you know, and that Westworld was his home. Well, um, I think you just answered your own question right there. You answered your own, your own thing. I think the reason he didn't, he thought it was just her taking the wrong pills. Maybe he's lying to himself and he doesn't, William in the real world is, is just really not, it's like someone once told me, and this is brilliant. I never realized this before. Yeah. Batman is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the mask. The real persona of Batman is Batman. That's who he really is. Mm. Bruce Wayne is is the the mask, and I feel like that's what right, what, right. what, uh, what William is. In the real world, William is just a mask. The Man in Black is who he really is. So it's just such a it's just such a strange, it's you know, thing to go on in his head. Like why you know he goes nuts and he lies to some robots, or or you know he lies to Teddy and Angela first season about this whole backstory or they or they they retcon it all um and then you know his whole thing like because it's supposed to be okay he doesn't really realize he's he's evil because emily says to him no you're evil and then he goes to the west world and kills mave's daughter mave and mave's daughter isn't that like that was the whole point like that was mave's plot line and why she didn't like it why did he kill mave's daughter again it doesn't really make sense, but it's it's connected to the suicide. So 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 the way they framed it first season was the man in black, um, you know his his wife commits suicide. He thinks it's a mistake. He doesn't think it's a, he doesn't realize it's a suicide. She took the wrong pills. Then later his daughter is like, no, it was a suicide. And the reason she, it was a suicide is because you are evil deep down underneath and she knew it and so then he decided okay i want to see if i'm actually evil so he goes to westworld and he kills mave and her daughter to see how evil he can be which which is an odd thing because like why go and prove somebody's point yeah i was like wait what you know (laughs) right right like, I'm going to prove I'm not evil by doing something evil, but it's not even that evil because it's in an imaginary world. So it's not like, you know, he's even like it might have made slightly more sense that he killed a woman and her child in the real world. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but I'm at, I mean, you know, imagine Carmine, like your girlfriend comes home and says, you know, Carmine, you're you're an evil dude. And then you go, oh, and then you get on, you know. You're, you get on, on Grand Theft Auto or whatever video game and you kill a bunch of people and you're like, whoa, I didn't feel anything. I guess I really am evil. Like, but the problem with the problem with the season two is he's saying all of that to Juliet before she kills herself, before he before he goes on his Maeve murder thing. His, his little monologue to Juliet, like, what is he really trying to say? Like, how how, how is he evil? Like, how, why does she think he's so evil? What does he actually do to her or around her that makes her think this? No, nothing. It's just a feeling she gets. Yeah, and that's what I was a little confused about because 
she's constantly like berating this guy, saying he's this, this, and this, and we really don't yeah. see much of his. If, if 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 William really is the real William in Westworld and in Westworld only, is she just complaining about the fact that he's just so closed off from her? Is that her real point against him? Is that he doesn't really just show love or affection or any human emotion towards anybody in the real world? Is that her point? I mean, I think you're you're writing something better than what's presented in. Like that would make more That's sense. That's what what it felt like to me is because <laughs> like she's making him sound like he like gassed a bunch of Jews. Like the guy doesn't really we haven't really seen him do much outside of Westworld. Right. I mean, she does accuse him of like taking down her brother and father, which he kind of does do, but that's not, but that's not hidden underneath. I mean, so the, the whole thing, like the whole premise is that she senses there's this evil dude underneath the whole time. Mm-hmm. That over, over, you know, whatever, 30 years of marriage that, you know, you're, you're going to sense that the person's psychotic but the person never does anything psychotic over the course of 30 as years. As far as we know. It. As far as we know. And, well, and as far as Juliet knows. Because we know that in Westworld he acts psychotic. But, you know, or he's, he's a ruthless businessman. But, and he seems to be a ruthless businessman with, with, uh, with James Delos. But, yeah, somehow it, somehow it never came out or was communicated to Juliet. And she just senses it underneath the surface. And then Take, taking that little card and putting it on the computer and seeing everything he's done drives her over the edge. Right, which is also kind of weird because again, yeah, it's like it's somebody's browser history. Like you know, <laughs> if you open somebody's browser history and you find some crazy stuff, you might you might think, "Whoa, that person's crazy," but at the same time, like it's their browser history, like. <sighs> You know, it's something else. And while he's in the room with her, he uh, he 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 goes to that same place on his arm to uh, see whether or not he is a host. So now that's the more interesting thing. So one could argue that maybe all of these memories are screwed up because they're imperfect, because they're like Ford. This is jumping to the end, but if like William is a host the whole time and these memories are recreated for you know imperfectly. Maybe that's why the story doesn't add up. Do you um, think that maybe that he's, maybe every time we see William in season one and season two, it's just his memory? It's just a memory, kind of like Bernard throughout this entire season? I mean, I mean, there has to be an original baseline experience. So even if you establish that the Man in Black is a host later on, as he is in the, in the final scene... Like, he still has to have a baseline experience where a real human being did all this stupid crap. You know, <laughs> like, that a real human being, like, jabbed his arm and, 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 you know, hid under a pile of dead bodies and killed his daughter and all those things, you know. He's got shot six times and survived. You know, all these things. So, it's just, it gets so, it gets so mind-numbingly confusing. Um, to try to figure it out. And I feel like for no Nothing. reason, too. It gets it gets confusing for yeah. no real good reason other than just to say, ha-ha, season three, look forward to it. The man, the man in black, head and shoulders over everything else is the most problematic character because he's just, 
He makes no sense. He has no motivation. We don't. They don't know what they're doing with him. He's the. I think he's 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 fascinating for that reason. I think people are like, okay, this next scene is gonna answer everything with the man in black, and I'm gonna be, you know. But eventually, like you you kind of get with the you know like the series Lost, where you're like, no, nah, there's no answers to any of this. This is just more confusing crap, mm-hmm. you know. That it's not actually gonna be explained well we discussed this briefly last uh last uh, podcast episode he wants to to bring down the forge right but didn't he make the forge yes so he wants to bring it down to prove that he's not a host so i've so i've re yeah so he has a choice yeah like so i uh. mean I guess the the reason in the end would be that like he was trying to bunch of, do a bunch of random shit that no computer simulation could predict. Right. Okay, that makes more sense. That he was going against fidelity. Mm-hmm. That he was, and that that maybe that was his whole thing the whole time. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna be the most unpredictable human being in the world to prove that I'm a human being. You know that that all of this couldn't have been predicted in a simulation. And it's true that I could never look at seasons one and two of Westworld and be like, oh yeah, that's completely possible to to predict that in a simulation you know so maybe maybe they're trying to do that maybe they're saying okay we have this completely insane character let's make him purposely trying to be insane to prove a point but if they do that i i think it's it's retconning like i just think they they they've messed up so royally over and over again with with the man in black that there's nothing they could there's nothing they could do with him but i i don't i still liked the episode i thought the episode was great um the stuff with the with the charlotte and, and and bernard was okay too but i feel like the man in black really took the cake man in black and uh teddy and dolores at the very end her acting was great uh it's a shame we won't get to see teddy again but yeah. i i thought teddy came out of nowhere with the whole uh shooting himself in the head thing caught me off guard I don't know, whenever I watch Westworld, I'm, I'm, because whenever I see, like, any movie or any show, like, sometimes it's, it's, it's Mm. predictable. Westworld does come out of nowhere and, uh, hit me sometimes. Oh, it's fun as hell. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I have no idea what's coming next episode. Like, it's just, everyone is just, just blindsides me, you know, now. Like, what's going to come? I have no idea. You know? All right, but let's, uh, what, what, what did, did you like episode nine based on everything else? Is it your favorite episode? I, I, I did. I, I liked episode nine a lot, and, and I do chalk it up to Cell Award's performance. Um, and, I mean, there, there, there are some powerful scenes. Like, you know, Anthony Hopkins on screen always makes everything interesting, even though, I mean, we had that scene where Anthony Hopkins meets, meets the man in black. And I'm not sure, I'm not really sure what they're talked about. Um, do you know what I'm talking about when they go to the bar? Yeah, and he, and and uh, uh, Ford goes one last game. Right. Yeah. So before that, he talks about how like they had an agreement, and the agreement's been broken. And I was like, when was the agreement broken? What was the agreement? You know, again? I was like, uh, you stay out of the forge, and we stay out of the stories. Okay. And then he said, oh, but you, you've, you've broken the agreement. And I'm like, how? How did the man in black break the agreement? And, and, I mean, very clearly, like, Ford was doing shit with the Forge, you know, creating, creating the, the Valley Beyond and all sorts of stuff. But, um, yeah, the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, 
I mean, I hope maybe they explain in the future, or it might just be a dropped plot point. You know what's annoying? Like, I have no idea. I, I'm, I'm paying attention. I really am. I swear to God, I'm paying attention. But it's just, something always escapes the living hell out of me when it comes to this show, and it's just this show. It's no other show. Every other show, like, I'm on top of it, and sometimes I get things yeah. more than, but it's just this show that has a way of just, like, coming up on you. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that for each of these episodes, I have to, you know, I essentially watch the episode about three times before I make a video. Mm-hmm. And so I know these episodes really well. Like, because what, what'll happen is, you know, I'll, w- I'll wake up in the morning and first thing, I'll, I'll watch it. And then I'll go, you know, you know, I'll, I'll then spend the rest of the day, like, at work, you know, like, peeking at my phone, like, different people's, like, reactions. Um, and then I'll, then I'll come home and I'll sit down and I'll, and I'll watch it again and take all the screenshots and then build a screenshot um, thing. And then I kind of write, I, I write a script. And then while I'm like recording my script into the screenshots, I'll be, I'll be watching one more time to make sure that I got it, mm-hmm. you know, or that maybe I'll have one more comment. Yeah, this is what I, exactly what I do with Game of Thrones. Yeah, so so it's like, I end up going through these, the, you know, these episodes really carefully, um, line by line. And I'm all, it's funny cause I'm almost like relieved when it's like, oh, they're having 10 minute gunfight. Good. I don't have to, I don't have to fucking talk about this. <laughs> I can I can fast forward. Um, but yeah, so it gets to these points where I'm like, I'm like really analyzing conversation. I'm like, what are William and the man in black tell, or what's, what's William and Ford talking about in the scene? And then it doesn't, you know, you know, nothing comes of it. Like it frustrates me more than it would like the the rad a random viewer because a random viewer is watching it once. I'm watching it three times, so I'm really like looking for for fidelity. Aww, <laughs> for, uh, uh, I, I guess I'm, I'm one of the random viewers then, because I, I I honestly just watch it once. I'm not really doing any Westworld content this year. Um, I might do a uh, full season two review and give my thoughts on it, but um, no, you're 100 percent right. If if you're gonna if you're going to uh, uh, go into this the way you have this season, um, you got to watch it at least three times. Especially this show, Game of Thrones. I watched twice. This show, you got to at least watch three times. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We watch it as well, but Game of Thrones is. I mean, it's certainly not like Game of Thrones gets certain things off, but. Like the major plot points are still there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're still they're still trying to stop the White Walkers. They're still fighting for the game of th- you know. Danny still has her dragons. Is still trying to take King's Landing. I mean, all of these things are pretty easy to understand. It's not, um, you know, Tyrion and, and Cersei are angry at each other. Like, it's we we know what all the characters want, you know, but. Uh, when it's like the main character, when it's like the man in black, where I'm like, what does he think about when he gets up in the morning? Like, what's his main drive? (laughs) What's, and I don't know. I don't know what his drive is. Nobody does. I I, I feel like at one point the showrunners also don't know. So, yeah. But episode nine, great. But let's get to episode 10. Episode 10, the big one. This one was an hour and 30 fucking minutes. This is probably the longest HBO episode I've ever seen. I don't even think there's been a Thrones episode that has come up to this point. One hour and 30 minutes. Not yet, at least. Yeah, it must be be approaching. Maybe the the last... I would say that the last episode of, of... 
of season seven might have been, but there was a lot of time killing. Mm-hmm. Like they're twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, you know, it doesn't count. The hound is pushing out a chest. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you're like, come on. <laughs> um, yeah, but this was just chock full of stuff for 90 minutes. And I, I honestly, I don't know where to yeah. begin. Let's start with, oh, well, first, before we get into like Dolores and, and William, let's start with, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Maeve, yeah. she somehow manages to escape the Mesa with the uh, trailer shot of the bulls. Yes. And uh, she reunites with, um, and I always get this fucker's name wrong, so uh, I'm going to call him a ketchup. Um, she, Hector? Huh? Oh, a Kechita. A Kechita. Like, Hector? Oh, <laughs> right, she reunites with him too. Or a Kechita. Reunites with Hector, the group, the, the blonde chick, the Asian woman who's still with them and has said nothing. Um, thank, thank goodness. Thank goodness they went to Shogun World for her. <laughs> In hindsight, that <laughs> army would have been fucking fantastic had uh, she not slaughtered them all. But um, oh my god, yeah. Uh, no, so so she meets up with the group. Uh, they get into some trouble, and um, before they meet up with Akechita, ah, I got it. Um, yeah. What's the guy's name? The director that starts the stories. I keep forgetting his name. I want to call him Summerchild, the, but that's not his name. The, well, I'm sorry. Who who starts the stories? The guy that starts this that writes the stories. Fuck, I keep forgetting his name. Oh, 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 Lee. Lee, what's his last name? Sizemore. I was close. Summer Child. I know. I was close. <laughs> Lee Sizemore. I feel like Lee, this this kind of annoyed me. Like, he didn't have to go out the way he did. I felt that no, that was very unnecessary. I mean, I understand it in a thematic sense. Like, in a thematic sense. He's guilty of being involved with it all. Right. Well, I mean, so, so the opening of Westworld, like... You know, I'm talking the the opening credits. They the they have a woman and child, right? Um, and so this is this is the whole thing about like the theme of the of the season, right? Is about our children, and and what we and what we pass on. And this actually, um, you know, this also gets into like the eternal life thing, like why it's important that we die, and we have children is that children are renewal. They 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 reintroduce wonder. And, and, you know, versus like, as we become crotchety old men, like who, who can't get any joy out of anything in the world anymore, we replace ourselves with children who, who, you know, see wonder and, and, and can make something new and, and are refreshed. And so like the, so the theme is children. So like the man in black kills his child, which is a big deal, like, because he'll never be renewed. And he'll never be reborn in that sense. Um, and so Maeve is searching for her daughter. He wants, she wants her daughter to survive. Um, Lee, his children, his child is Maeve. And so he, he, you know, that's the whole parallel structure that he needs to die for his child. Like all of us die so that children can go, can, can go on and, and replace us and be better. That's the normal structure of, the world the perversion is when was when children die before parents which is like the worst thing in the world um and so the man in black experiences the perversion right he experiences emily dying um and so you know and he's maybe made into one of these hosts and he he's maybe immortal now so who knows but then again i don't know emily's immortal i don't know what's going on but the point is 
Lee has to die. Like I get, I get what they were doing. These are Mavis's child. Lee has to die. Um, but they didn't, uh, and, and he does it by saying the speech that, you know, he was so disappointed in not saying in, in, in the first episode of the series. But yeah, it was, one, it's hard to have any stakes in frickin' Delos security. Like, if you put, like, dying for Delos security is just stupid because, like, Delos security is just killed. Like, they're just mowed down at all times. And I don't, I don't, like, think anything of it. So it's like, for him to be, for them to be like, oh no, Delos security, there's too many of them. What? Like, I'm sorry, didn't I watch last season? Like, Hector, Hector and, and uh, Armistice, yeah. the, like, like, murder 300 that of was, them? That's what I'm and talking now, about. Like, and now, like, four of them in a car is, like, too many? Like, what? Like, like in that, in that sense, it was so unsatisfying that he's dying for it a was, Delos It was security. unnecessary. Not only that, though, but they tell him, please, sir, put down your weapon. Why don't you just put it down and go over there and distract him? Right. S- slow him up. Slow him up. Like, he, he bought him, like, 30 seconds. And, like, he could have, like, given up and, like, bought him, like, two minutes. Lee could still know? be alive, though. I mean, and honestly, like, they don't yeah. really show him getting headshot. They just show, like, from the back and he just, poosh, that's it. Right. They show they show one shot and then you hear many more bullets. Mm-hmm. But, yes, they they, yes, absolutely left it ambiguous in case they want to bring him back. So Maeve gets to the um, Elsie on the other hand. Oh, that, that's over. Don't even mention that. Poor Elsie. But um, Maeve gets to the uh, someone called it the Windows XP screensaver. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. They get to Windows Sierra. They get yeah. to the door that apparently only the hosts can see, and I really like that because uh, what what um, Sylvester and uh, Felix and Felix. they couldn't see it. I the really cats. like that touch. I will say that that was a good touch. Only the hosts can see it. Yeah, fully conformed, be fully confirmed to be human. Mm-hmm. And Felix and Sylvester. So, I find it funny how a cat, a Ketchita, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Brings all these people here, and he only gets maybe five percent of them through the door. Well, I think it's one third. You sure? Because um, it really felt like there were a lot of fucking hosts. Oh, I, I I understand. I understand what's on screen. Like on screen, it it seemed like five percent. That's mm-hmm. true. But in an earlier episode, um, the tech that's with Carl Strand, um, he says about a third of them are clean, like new, no program. And Carl Strand's like, oh, so we've lost a third of our IP. And so the idea, the idea is that a third of them, their, their, their programming was completely wiped off and brought into the Valley Beyond. So I think a third made it to heaven. Is that, is that what the Valley Beyond is? Heaven? Yeah. I mean, at least, or metaphorically, mm-hmm. right? Look like right? it. Like it's, yeah, it's like pleasure. You can do whatever you want for eternity. And I, I like how, mm-hmm. as they approach it and like run towards it, like their programming, the, the, like goes inside but their body fall i really like that i i I thought it was a great scene um the whole (sighs) thing till clementine had to fucking ruin it when she does everything but um right which which of course like why would they why would they stop like the hosts are committing suicide like charlotte and elsie can't see the door so like to them the hosts are just walking off a cliff like lemmings lemmings don't actually do that in real life but the stereotype of lemmings is that they jump (laughs) off cliffs um, you know, the, uh, so why would they stop them? 
I'm assuming they, they want like, to stop they... them because they don't know what they're doing. Maybe they're up to something. Maybe they can't see that the hosts are actually falling off a cliff. They, they probably can't see the other side of that cliff. Who knows? I guess. They're, suppo- they're supposed to be trying to stop Dolores, you know? I mean, I, that's the only thing is like, oh, those, those, those guys, are, they're acting really weird. I guess we should kill them before they do some weird stuff. Maybe they also wanted to make sure that the hosts were really dead. I mean, them falling off a cliff, yeah, maybe that could kill them, but there's always a chance it couldn't. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it. Uh, forgive me. Yeah. But um, no, Maeve finally finds her daughter and lets her go off anyways with the other mother. Right, right. They could have done a better job. Like, I mean, and, and it's fitting that she lets her, lets her go off. I mean, Maeve has to sacrifice. That's But the... um. You know, it's just funny how they're just frozen there doing nothing. And it's like, you're 30 feet from the door. Just go. <laughs> like, Maeve did not even need to be there. Like, just go. But Maeve, Maeve did it. She made her sacrifice. And, and uh, so know, she, she got her. Is kill. Armistice and Hector, are they gone? I mean, I'm sure they could, like, Felix and Sylvester can resurrect them. They all have bulletproof brains. So mm. just bring them back. I, I I didn't like episode eight, but Akecha, 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 right? Yes. Ah, I'm getting there. Akecha, I'm glad he survived. I really am. I'm glad he and his tribe survived. I'm glad he found his girlfriend in there. Yeah, but the, I, I guess he's imagining her, because because she wouldn't have been in the Valley Beyond. She would have been mm-hmm. like when they when they cleared out the when they cleared out the basement 83 in the last episode of last season like she should be with like the masked men like in all of the whatever the the resistance fighters or something that were emptied out but uh we never we never actually find out what happens to her like real body instead like we see like the recreated acacia version in heaven so i don't know where she is well as long as he happy I'm happy because I like that character. Didn't like episode eight, but I did like him in general. Good guy character, deserved to live. Out of everybody that died this episode, this season, that he deserved to live. And this is this is where they're getting to with like the like obviously like there's theological like implications and existential implications about like <clears throat> how we continue on, right? Like like, um, you know human beings like try to achieve immortality through various methods. And some people think it's all about religion and, ha- and heaven and going to heaven and being immortal in heaven. And then other people believe that no, it all has to end um, for life to have meaning existentialists, which is like Dolores. Like she's more the existentialist. Like everything has to end um, in order for life to have meaning. And then there's the people who try to have children and extend life by being renewed through children, um, like Maeve and Lee and things like that. So, like, like thematically, like I understand where, you know, what they're saying and and, and, and all of this. So, you know, I I think in that in in that sense they did they did fine. They really went you know heavy-handed with the Jesus references all season, but like, you know, you get it in the end. Like, okay, this is you know they're making they're making a a statement about about people having a choice of you can choose to believe in religion and believe that your your body goes off to 
to heaven or you can choose to have children and, and, and try to you know recreate yourself on earth or you can choose to believe that your life's meaning is is finite and and you know has purpose because of, of the actions you do here and now and you know that, that you know I get that that's what the show is trying to do and thematically I think everything was fine um, they just everything was kind of a, in a jumbled mess when you when you look at the story so where did uh, Dolores send them all by the way, uh, according mm. to like like back scenes, whatever uh, that place, the heaven they went to, it's called the Sublime. Huh. Okay. Where did where did she send the Sublime? Because uh, apparently some kind of satellite, and then where? Do you do we have any guess on that? No, I mean I imagine just like into the internet or something like like cloud data, but it's encrypted so no one can reach it. So it's mm. like. So, like, in, in, the, in the behind the scenes, like, Jonathan Nolan was talking about how he was thinking <clears throat> about alternate universes and that if you cr- could create, <clears throat> like, there, there are people that debate whether or not, like, we live in a, in a simulated reality. Like, are we, in the, are we in the Matrix and how do you prove that we're not in the Matrix, right? So, um, and so he was like, okay, so let's say you create a simulated reality. Like, what's the difference between a simulated reality and an alternate universe and so he's saying you know he says okay the the this this blissful what did you what did you say the actual term for it was sublime the sublime like the sublime is an alternate universe and then you know as a simulated reality but then he's like you can travel between universes but if you encrypt it you're breaking you're breaking the means of transport between two alternate universes and so that was his like metaphor that he was going for that the uh that they had they created an alternate universe they had a pathway to an alternate universe and then they they broke that pathway to the alternate universe okay then (laughs) i know right no it's just like it's just it's not confusing i understand everything you're saying and i get it but at the same time, I feel like it's overly complicated for almost no reason, other than to just be overly complicated because no other show on TV right now is trying to replicate Lost. Right, right. I mean, even Jonathan Nolan's description of that, like, we all got that it was like a simulated reality and, you know, but like... like, even, like even I understood that it's supposed to, like, you know, represent heaven and all that for yeah. the hosts. You know, but, but like... Like, uh, like, ultimately, come on, dude. <laughs> Right? Did you did you need to like have all this like strange you know encryption ideas and things like that? Just yeah. Know. But well, let's get yeah. to the meat. And, let's get yeah. to the meat and bones of the whole thing. So, Dolores finds um, the Men in Black doing <laughs> exactly what he was doing at the end of Episode Nine, which was stabbing himself in the arm. Right. Now this guy, I feel like I, someone said it on Reddit, and I have to completely agree. I feel like the biggest fucking twist is finding out if anybody is human. Because this guy, there's no way he is human. After because... like six shots and stabbing right? himself in the arm, yeah. Um, and Dolores finds him, and this is gonna be important for later because there's also a theory I read up on and I kind of agree with. Dolores sees Emily back there, and sees Emily's dead body. How does Dolores know that's Emily? I guess, I mean, she's met child Emily, so I guess she has a real ability to like. Um... Maybe she has the ability to extrapolate like looks and be like, huh, this, this looks like, like I get that on TV. So on TV, um, people like don't look like their relatives and don't look like their younger self. Mm-hmm. But 
in the real world, people look like their relatives and look like their younger selves. Uh, once, once, so when I was about 12 years old, I moved, moved away from, from uh, one home and moved to another home. And 11 years later, I came back and visited and I was walking down the street of my whole neighborhood, checking out things. And then I saw my childhood friend, you know, mowing, his lawn, mowing the lawn for his parents. And he looks up and he doesn't even double take. He looks up and instantly he's like, oh, Preston, what are you doing here? Like 11 years had passed, but he knew it was me like instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Like last time he saw me, I was 12. And now he's, he's, he, saw, he was seeing a 23-year-old you know, man. And he knew instantaneously that, that it was the same. Now, yes, in the show, like, freaking young William doesn't look like old William at all. <laughs> but, but, like, no, in real life, they would, look, they would look similar. So I don't think it's impossible for Dolores, who has perfect memory, to, like, look at, look at young Emily and then look at, adult Emily and know that they're the same person. So they decide William men in black and Dolores decide to team up until they reach the, uh, the, uh, the opening to the forge. Mm. And then once Dolores sees Bernard there, she walks towards him. And then the men in black suddenly decides not to be allies with her anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he shoots her everywhere, but the fucking head. Right. He was headshotting, like, while riding it on a horse, he was headshotting all of those Della security people. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, all of a sudden he can't, he can't make the shot. Now, so the Wait, theory... Wait, hold on. I get, let, let, me yeah. just, let me just try to defend that. I guess you could argue that he stabbed himself in the forearm, therefore his aim is off because his, his arm hurts. I guess you could argue that, that he could only make body shots because hitting someone's chest is much easier than hitting their face. I would so, I would argue that the other that that he can't shoot her in the face because he's still in love with her and he wants to lose. I like that <sighs> and once again as we've said before with this and with thrones, I think you're writing something much better than what was put out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like that a lot actually. <laughs> I hope I I would love if that was alluded to, but obviously he didn't shoot her in the head for you know writing purposes because Bernard had to later. But um, <laughs> um, but I'm sorry I interrupted you. Continue. No, no, that was it. That was that okay. was my that was my that was my that was my uh, my plugging that hole. He was still in love with her. <laughs> but why did he? But why then? Why did he betray her? Then why did he just go along with her? He has to act randomly so that he, so that to prove oh, that he's a human. Right. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I, I love how she knew that was gonna happen because of course it was gonna. Of course it was gonna happen. So she put the the fucked up bullet in there, and then when he shot the thing and it fucked up his hand. Was that like a robot hand? I don't know if that was bone or robot. I, or I like... can't. I, yeah, I couldn't even tell. Because you saw it three times, you couldn't even tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell. It was, it was purposely blo- like black and gooey, and looked like it could be bones with blood over it, or it could be the robot parts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So apparently, there's there's a thing like like the Man in Black has has a double barrel gun, and like the top barrel shoots regular bullets, and the the lower barrel shoots shotgun bullets, and so she somehow jammed that 
misshapen bullet somehow into the the shotgun barrel and so he was shooting the other one fine and then all of a sudden he shot that shotgun barrel but i still i still don't know how she got that misshapen bullet in there i'm once again i i guess i could argue that she's a host she has inhuman strength so i guess even in her fingers she can crush it a little bit yeah so she meets up with bernard again and they go down into the forge. Now, this is where I'm a little mm, on. Uh, recap this part for me. Uh, so they go down to the forge, and then all of a sudden, <clears throat> um, they want to go in. They well, yeah, they want to go into the forge. So to see your favorite character. To see my favorite character, and so they they pop in, and then they run into. Um, they're in James Delos's simulations. And then they go from James Dellis' simulations into meeting uh, Forge Logan. And then Forge Logan gives him a little tour and then reveals that actually Bernard has been coming here repeatedly and that he's instructed, he's Bernard, like Bernard has previously instructed Forge Logan to provide Dolores anything she needs. Um, which, you know, all the human data from every human that's visited. And meanwhile, he's also constructed the 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 blissful afterlife for the uh for 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 the other hosts. Mhm. Yeah. Um so let's talk about that 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 scene in, in the library. Yeah. So she so okay, so if Bernard has been doing that instruct Forge Logan to give her everything he needs. Clearly Bernard is kind of iffy on her plan right now. Can't Bernard just say, "Okay, my past self told you that. I'm telling you something different now. Yes, he could have. <laughs> okay. Right. But he didn't. Okay. But he didn't. But he was there. Uh. I mean, you're right. But he's like, well, I override that. Because clearly, c- clearly <laughs> this is like Frankenstein Bernard who went in and like printed the ball. And um, I guess that ball was Ford. And then... And he killed those people at that offsite, you know. So I guess it was really Ford, but he says it's Bernard. It's worded strangely because he's like, "Did Ford? Did Ford order this?" And he's like, "You ordered it." And it's like, "Well, you ordered." I mean, it was Ford ordering him to order it, but okay, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Remember, it's your story now, Bernard. <laughs> it's your <laughs> right. It's your story now. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna make you do everything. But yes, it's your story. Um, but I find it funny how uh, Dolores gets in there, and all the all the guests who have ever been to the park are stored there. Yeah. And apparently, according to Forge Logan, it, we're not overly complicated. We're actually very simplistic, which makes a lot of sense. It's I mean, it's an interesting twist in the sense that, you know, we always wonder if human beings are the only ones with free will, mm-hmm. and and we wonder, oh, do, you know, does does a chipmunk have free will? We just kind of assume that human beings have free will. And it is an interesting twist to be like, actually, no life on the planet Earth had free will. However, you've, you know, humans created hosts and hosts were able to achieve free will, which is a which is a new story. I've never seen anyone try to do that, claim that only computers are going to get to free, have free will while humans don't. Um, and that's a, that, I mean, that's a very interesting twist. Mm-hmm. That humans don't have free will, um, and computers do, because um, most people would argue 
the opposite, right? Like if I created a robot, if I created a robot Carmine, um, you know, what's the difference between, you know, him and you? And people would say, oh, well, you have a soul. Well, you know, what, what is a soul? Oh, well, you have free will. That, you know, would break down to like this, this, you have a choice. But, you know, they're turning it on its head and saying, actually, the creation has a, has a choice and the original did not. So, I can kind of see that because as, as people, we have needs and wants and we're kind of really tied down by that. Whereas the host, they don't have to go to the bathroom. They don't have to eat. They don't have to sleep. They really do have the ultimate uh, choice to, to do whatever it is they want and whatever it is they want to want to do. Yeah. In the sense where I can't go to fucking Saudi Arabia or Russia on foot because obviously I couldn't couldn't make that trip. I'd need so many things, whereas they can do it no problem. Yeah, and somehow the, the, the hosts were just also just more complicated, so they were able to achieve that. Um, of course, it still doesn't really explain why the hosts, I mean, why the humans were failing. Like, we don't know why James Dellis was failing. They you just, still don't know that? <clears throat> well, he kind of says, host Lo, or Forge Logan says he was failing because he wasn't simple enough. Um when I'm just like, well, why didn't you make him simple then? You know, like what did, you, or did he just discover this like last week? Cause like James Delos, you know, like Bernard came across like the most recent James Delos who was only two weeks old. Um, and so, you know, he could have uh, like, wh why didn't they make a simple James, you know, simple uh, James Delos. So I, I, I still don't get, and why, why would something like, if it just needs to be like, why would it fail if hosts are just as complicated and they're not failing? Why should the humans fail? Like, oh, he, he needed to make them simpler. Uh, I don't I don't get it, you know, but. Um, well, I find it funny how Dolores had a huge library of so many people that have visited the park. And because the park is incredibly expensive, you would think the people visiting the parks are like wealthy billionaires, maybe some world leaders. She had a, a plethora of like books to choose from. And she only read like, what, four, five? Well, I think, the, you know, we don't know how long they were in there. She might have read. She might have read a bunch. We're not sure. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she, I'm trying to think if she actually got anything from the Carl Strand book. Like, was there anything, like, did Carl, Str did she, did she outplay Carl Strand in any way? Like, did she need to re read his profile? She read his profile? Yeah, one of the books was Carl Strand and she pulls it out and starts reading it. Hmm. But I'm trying to think back to, like, anything in the plot where this is, you know, her hidden as Charlotte. If she ever outplayed Carl Strand, like, you know, they just kind of um, find the. She arrives. They're trying to. They're trying to quiz Bernard. There's like. She interrogates Bernard, and he tells him to go to the Valley Beyond. Um, I don't know. I have to. I have to rewatch that. But I don't think there's actually anything, in particular, that she needed like from that, to outplay him, you know. It's not like Carl Strand, super clever man. Thank goodness we, you, she had like insight on him. So okay, after they're in the the forge, um, and they leave the forge, continue recap. Keep continue recapping it. Oh jeez, um, they leave the forge, and then immediately, um, uh, Dolores is like, we need to destroy, the the valley beyond. We they, we need to destroy the the, the simulated world. Why? 
<clears throat> I think she, because she's like an existentialist and like, she, you know, she doesn't want anything that's not real. And, you know, she wants like this life to matter. And if they can, if they have eternal life and some sort of simulated reality, it gives less meaning to, to uh, uh, their present life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing that that's the reason. Um, but of course, Bernard, Bernard could have, and then so Bernard kills her. Of course, Bernard could have stopped her like immediate, like could have stopped her so many times. Like she goes right before the, she was deleting all the, the the guests. Well, she goes into the forge first, so she's like, "Come on, Bernard!" And then she puts on the on the on the the lights, and it's like he could have just been like, "Yep, shot to the head," or like, "Yep, pull out my tablet and did it deactivate her." Like he could have done so many things, but he like instead goes into the into the forge with her, has her read all those books, and then comes out. And then she starts destroying, she starts deleting all of the humans. And, and the, um, she deletes about four-fifths of the humans. And then she, uh, they're trying to get to the Valley Beyond. She, she's not able to delete it. And so he shoots her in the head and stops her. Okay, so Bernard makes a decision that if Dolores gets out in the world, she'll kill every man, woman, and child she could find yeah. in some way. Uh, yeah. Obviously not a killing spree. But in some insane way, she could do this. Hmm. Uh, possibly like Hitler, you know, where she rises to power, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. So Bernard makes his decision. Then he goes back outside, and then we get episode one, where they find him, blah, 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 blah. He reunites with Elsie and, and Charlotte Hale and uh, uh, Carl Strand, and they find out that he's a robot, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. So when he sees that Elsie is killed by Charlotte, and as soon as Bernard sees this, he realizes Dolores was right. Yes, but he, he had already preemptively taken Dolores's brain, I guess as a piece of insurance. Mm-hmm. And then he imagines Ford, which I thought was fucking awesome that he could imagine Ford. He yeah. deleted Ford, and then he reimagines the guy. Right. So, does that mean he undeletes Ford? No, 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 no. No, that's him essentially... <clears throat> Reaching a higher plane than the other hosts. Well, it's a callback to to season one with Dolores's rec- like Dolores creating Arnold. Like Arnold, Arnold never existed in anybody's head, right? This was that was a you know there was the bicameral mind is what they really saw. There was there was dueling uh, conversation in in the person's head, um, and so. Arnold never, like, Dolores never saw Arnold. Um, she saw herself. And so in, in this, it's a callback to that. Like, um, Bernard has created a, 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 another, a second voice, um, just like Dolores did. Of course, ha- had he created the second voice of Arnold, it would, have, it would have been himself. And so it would have sounded like himself, I guess. But uh, So maybe he had to create Ford because he couldn't create Arnold. <laughs> But um, but yeah, that's the uh, that's that's the callback. That yeah, the, the 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 second voice. So I guess he's he's fully gaining his consciousness too, at the same time. Um, which I guess makes a sense. Like he's making a choice, right? It was all about Bernard's awakening. Like if season one was all about Dolores making a choice and killing Ford. And that's that's her breaking her programming and resolving the bicameral mind and and understanding that the voice of Arnold was her own. 
it's the same with Bernard. Like Bernard is making a choice, um, killing Charlotte and every and all the other humans and and release and saving Dolores, and resolving his resolving his bicameral mind. So okay, so he sees Elsie die, realizes Dolores was right. And then he goes and he creates a Charlotte. He does this really fast too. You notice this? Oh yeah, and he has he has, per- he has perfect access to everything, even though uh-huh. like, he already shut off his access. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the time the timelines the timelines completely screwed up. Like, uh huh. Like, it's like they'd established in the first episode that that it was that it was eleven days from Dolores, um, her face off with with Ghost Nation. Which, which is right after she leaves the Mesa, which, you know, it wasn't, a, that, that, that means that the entirety of, of episode 10 would be 11 days, but then they say, oh, Carl Strand arrives in 12 hours. And it's like, well, which is it? Is it, 10, is it 11 days or is it 12 hours, you know? But whatever. Regardless, yeah. He, yeah. he makes Hale very quickly and inserts Dolores' brain inside of the Hale clone. So are we calling yes. this Shalores or... Halos, yeah, Halos, yeah, yeah. what do we call? Yeah, this? I just say she's Dolores, you know, Dolores in Charlotte's body. Yes, Charlores. Okay, so Dolores in, in, in Charlotte's body. That's that was the hail the that was that was hail the entire time, from episode one. That was that was Dolores the entire time since as episode one as hail uh, in in the forward timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I like that. But she I but really it, love she that. She doesn't do that much. She doesn't. Right? However, I, I do like how um, as soon as it's revealed that it's Dolores, the actress goes into full Dolores mode. As in, like, she picks up Dolores' cues and, like, pronunciations of a night. Like, like, the actress, yeah. you could tell she studied the Dolores character and just immediately started acting like her. Well, I like she that. Said, she said she actually did um, do that. Like, Tessa, Tessa Thompson, is that her did name? Did she say that? Yes, she she actually she she sat down with the the actress for Dolores, and um, asked about different things. and And Dolores is like, "Oh yeah, there's certain things I do. Like for instance, um, I'll look with my eyes first, and then I'll follow with my head uh, to make myself me- seem a little more crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, while most people look move their head first. And yeah. she's like, she's like, also when I walk around in order to make myself look angry. I don't move my arms when I walk. And like that's Dolores's walk, like not moving her arms while she walks. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, geez. So if you go back <laughs> um yeah, like like the Charlotte character, you know, Dolores like uh like does those few things, yeah. So, and this is the part I'm, I'm a little iffy on. Uh I love that by the way, with the actress did with Dolores. I loved it. I thought it was great. But this is what I'm confused about. So, Hale Char- uh, Dolores's Hale uh, redirects the satellite and tries to. Um, originally, she wanted to delete the the sublime because you know, that's cheating in her mind. You know, finality yeah. and all that. But now she wants to redirect it elsewhere. So she what? changed her mind. That's right. She changed. Okay. She made a choice as well and changed her mind. Bernard convinced her mm-hmm. by by saving her life. A- after after saving the hosts, she kills Bernard. Removes his brain, maybe removes his brain. Actually, it's kind of ambiguous. Um, it like it, I even watched Jeffrey Ra- Jeffrey uh, Rush Rush right. He actually did a an, an AMA because 
when she gets out of the park, she 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 builds to, she builds Bernard again, and it's mm-hmm. like, wait, does that mean one of her five brain balls was Bernard, which would be the easy one? But then she actually says a line like, "I created you again, just like I did before," and you're, it's like, wait, from from like memory again, like 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 you did the first time, um, not with the brain ball. So it, it's a little ambiguous whether she just created him again from memory, mm-hmm. or if she used the brain ball. But nonetheless, she 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 resurrects him outside the park. Well, she, well, according to uh, from what I read, uh, those things are called pearls. The little brain ball she has, yeah, they're yeah, called pearls. Yeah. So I'm assuming one of them is Abernathy, and one of them is Teddy. Well, Teddy was put in the was put in the um, was put in the uh, the the simulation. Oh, that's right. So she would have to she would have to recreate Teddy if she did it. I oh, mean, that's it's right. Not, it's not like she couldn't create another Teddy, but well, yeah. yeah. But then, who the fuck are the other four? Well, that's that's the that's the big question. So there's the idea of like if you were if if I were um, Dolores, the logical answer would be okay. Um, her mother, her father, uh, Angela, and like Clementine. I would find it very hard to believe that she would take her mom's uh, pearl because... Because the mom's never been a character. Yeah, like you've never seen her before. So I, I, I find that hard to believe. So that's one of the big answers going into season three. Um, but the one thing I wanted to talk about with you was Stubbs. Host <laughs> or not, I was a little... I, I, so, so Ford had him on to, to basically be responsible for all the hosts in the park and to essentially be Dolores' ally in the future. Yeah. Okay, that I can get behind, but what I what I don't understand is there are a lot of people saying a lot of people debating whether or not he's a host or not. I mean, they they made it a little bit ambiguous, but I would definitely go host. I mean, why would he say my drive and all of that? He wouldn't. I he guess would... he was trying to. I guess he was trying to do one of those. I guess he was just trying to play down the nose, you know, trying to do one of yeah. those things. I mean, like any logical human being. And I'm saying a logical human like Elsie would be like, why would I let out a crazy host that wants to kill humanity? Like, no human being, like, as evil as Delos is as a corporation, I still am not going to let Dolores out into the world. Well, maybe, uh, William, maybe Stubbs is actually a a believer in Ford's idea. Well, I mean, it goes against what he was saying before to Elsie, but... Maybe he was lying to her. Well, that's the thing. Is like, well, if if he, and that's what they essentially did make him do. Is is everything that that he said before has been a lie. He's you know, tr- trust nothing of what he's said, like of how how he's he's scared that the hosts are going to rebel. Well, apparently that was bullshit because he, because either he is a host or he's been working for Ford. But I'm, I'm assuming he place. is human. I I like it that they left it amb- ambiguous. I like that a lot because, um, you know, drives conversation. But at the same time, I honestly do think he is human. And the whole drive thing was just as a little wink to uh, Dolores slash Charlotte, who he obviously knew it was her. And I think he's been with Ford the entire time, kind of just making sure Ford's game doesn't go in a direction he may not want it to go. Or maybe it's just as a witness or uh, uh, an audience member to the whole thing. I think Stubbs is a human and that he just was on Ford's side the entire time. 
I mean, I would just take it the other way and say I, I think he's definitely a host. He doesn't remember when he was first hired. Um, none of his actions seem to make sense. Like, he 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 didn't he didn't turn in Bernard first season. Mm-hmm. Like like he was just so incompetent that that how could how could he how could he actually be a human being? You know, he there are so many. Points are are, are you he, saying that human that human beings are competent? Well, like. The whole thing with like how could how could the Maeve thing and the Dolores thing happen? Like why was Dolores allowed out of her loop? Why was Maeve allowed to start a rebellion in the basement? Like this the security should know that. They should know all of these things. Like why would why would he let like Charlotte and Lee like do their thing in basement eighty three, um, unless it was somehow part of Ford's plan? You know, like none of it None of it makes sense. He's just—he's either the most incompetent human being on earth, and and now and crazy to to boot as he lets Dolores go, but or he's a host and he's not in control of his actions. Well, I hope that's answered in season three because that's one of the main questions that I really did enjoy. And uh, so Charlotte leaves with the with the five pearls, and we also see the Men in Black. Was was he was that his dead body or did he survive? Oh, uh, now we're talking after credits. Do you want to go into after credits? I think we covered everything. Um. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, have we covered everything? What do you think? I think so. Like once. once I don't, I don't get, want to leave anything out. Well, I mean, the last thing is they kind of leave Bernard and Dolores in this Magneto Professor X situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I respect you, and but I'm gonna try to stop you, and I'm gonna try to convince you. Oh right, uh, at Arnold's old home, yeah, yeah. yeah she create she recreates him, so it, it, it's funny. So he creates her, and then she recreates him, and then he kills her, and then he brings her back as as Hale, right. and then she kills him, but then she recreates him. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. And so, I I don't know who gets the house. Who gets the house? Did she give him the house, or did she, did she want him to leave? I I, I didn't know. <laughs> Because like all they these leave. random questions, all these burning questions, they leave, and then his last scene is him exiting out of the house, and I was like, well, somebody wants that host printer because that host printer is gonna be damn useful. Um, I love you, man. Like all, all these burning questions, and your one main question is, who gets that house? Who gets that house? It's a great house. <laughs> oh man. So apparently, we got multiple Doloreses walking around, or maybe she. Maybe that's she. She's back in her own body, and someone else is in Hale's body. Well, I mean, so the question is: is so they blew up Angela, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the Angela actress, you know, I don't know if they wanted her back for you know the next season, but they could say, "Oh, this is Angela," and we put Angela's soul inside Charlotte's body or something. Or Clementine, or whatever. I mean, they can they can actually leverage it um, when it comes to like acting contracts. Like, well, you don't have to come back. We can make we can make you the Charlotte body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so you know, it could be it could be Angela, it could be Clementine, it could be anybody in there. I don't so, think it's I don't think it's a second Dolores. That would be yeah. I was I was about to say because Dolores copying herself into another host. Wouldn't that also kind of be cheating in the sense that, you know, she wants finality with the whole, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Y- yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, so yeah, she recreates, uh, Bernard and purposely as a foil. 
Yes. And, of course, you know, it doesn't really make sense, and they, they dismiss it as our human brains cannot understand. This reminds me of uh, this one game. Uh, actually, believe it or not, one of my first ever videos I've ever made on my channel back in 2012 was a Mass Effect video. Have you ever played Mass Effect ever? No, I'm assuming no. no. You would love it. It's one of the greatest sci-fi adventures of all time. In Mass Effect, um, I'm going to spoil a little bit for you. In Mass Effect, one of the biggest mysteries is who are these aliens that came before us 5,000 years ago? Because we see their ruins everywhere in, around the galaxy. And it turns out mm. these aliens were killed by these things called the Reapers. These giant robots that look like um, lobsters. <laughs> they look they look more menacing, I promise. And towards the final game, you they explain to you their, their reasoning for doing what they do. Every 50,000 years, these robotic monsters come to the galaxy, destroy every living thing, plant the seeds of life, and they leave for 50,000 years so that life can come back, grow, and um, start to process all over again. They come back, kill the people, plant seeds of life, 50,000 years, boom, 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 cycle, cycle, over, over. And your character asks them, why do you do this? Why? Your tiny human brains could never understand. <laughs> so, towards the very end, pretty much, towards the very end of the game, you, you win against them by luck. And you have three choices. Destroy all the synthetics. Um, take control, Sacrifice yourself to take control of them. Or the third option, which is, I guess, the best option which is fuse synthetics and organics together. Do you think that's where we're going with uh, Westworld in the future, where we're going to all be kind of together with the hosts? Because I'm assuming, I'm assuming Dolores' master plan is not to kill off humanity via the Matrix and the machines and the war with that one. I'm Because we've seen that before. I'm assuming mm. Dolores wants to do future world style, where she wants to like take over the um, world through go through the governments and hopefully try to nurture humanity into being better. Do you think that's the master plan? And the reason I say that is because there's no way that there's going to be like a huge civil war type thing between hosts and humans. We saw that in Westworld. It's been done already. It's boring. Going into season three, I can't see that happening. Do you think like that'll be Dolores' new master plan is to try and nurture humanity because she, as she's proven, she can change her mind. She wanted to kill all the humans before and maybe she can change her mind on this. I mean, she does not quite have any love of humans yet. Bernard liked Elsie and Maeve likes Lee and Felix and Sylvester. So like... Dolores has never had a human character uh, impressor, and so I would say that we ha we would have to we would we would need a human character to impress her. Like Season Bernard, three. the only thing Bernard did was right. I think that's that's part you know something in season three. The only thing Bernard did was you know um, convince her that that other hosts that disagree with her were savable, you know. That was it. Like, you know, she was in this camp of, like, anyone that's different from me in any way needs to die. And Bernard convinces her that other hosts are worth saving. But she still is pretty anti -human. And that they made their choice. Yeah. To go into so, the sublime. 
Well, she could always change her mind. Isn't isn't that what she likes to say makes her different than them? That she right, could change yeah. her mind. Well, we can change her mind. Yeah. Well, we have no free will. Grat. <laughs> and that post, uh, we're we're going on a little too long, but let's wrap yeah, it up. Let's with talk. This. Let's talk about yeah, let's talk about the, the the post credits and then. Uh... So there's a theory going around that Emily, the one that we see, is actually Dolores. Oh. Have you heard this one yet? No. I saw this one on a forum. This person goes, uh, actually on Reddit, I think, yeah, it came from Reddit, An Anaxunamon, I'm sorry, I've seen The Mummy, Anaxunamon, says, I have a theory that Emily, that we see in the post-credits, is actually Dolores. I just rewatched the whole scene again, and here are some things that clue me into thinking it's Dolores. The way she speaks to him is exactly how Dolores speaks to him, even calling him William instead of Dad. When we get the reveal that Hale is actually Dolores towards the end of the episode, Hale's way of speaking changes to exactly how Dolores speaks. Not just what she's saying, but I'm talking about voice inflection, mannerism, etc. You can clearly hear the difference. And the same thing happens with Emily in the post credit scenes. She doesn't talk like how the real Emily would. She sounds a lot like Dolores. I mean, is she trying to, is she trying to, to get him to... I don't know. Is she trying to to get a workable body so that because she she still is in love with William? I don't think she. I don't think she's in love with William. I it, to me, it almost feels like Dolores wants to torture William. Hmm. Create a hell for him. Maybe. Because being stuck there would be his hell, essentially, right? I mean, what's what's the thing that um what's the thing that you said to me in the previous episode? The way to create James Delos was you have to like constantly loop to one um fuck what was that you said i forgot oh man in order to create try to create uh, a, a good copy you have to constantly loop him to like the same event over and over again right right that's what they were doing in episode four yeah and i think that's what is happening with william that's dolores's ultimate punishment for william is that he's going to relive the same moments over and over again to where he gets to the doorway to the forge and he fails and that's mm. something he has to relive every time as his ultimate hell and the death of his daughter and all of that the pain of that and failure i mean th- th- that makes sense because i mean james delos's loop was definitely um equated with hell like we, we have a heaven in the last episode and we have a hell in episode four like james delos was in hell and then you know they, they they free him from hell at the end, but and, and let him die. But but the uh, you know there's a lot of a uh, lot of um, analogies to that where you know f- the fire it getting burned up and all of that you know. So yeah, I mean in the sense if him being stuck in a loop is is a hell, that's interesting to be like oh well I'm gonna make sure that he, he's gonna be part of this hell, but that means she'd still have to come back like every two years and like start his loop over again <laughs> but uh explain to me that post credit like like everybody's confused about it there's no like major answer the only thing we really know is that it's set in the far future maybe a post apocalyptic far future who knows right. at least at least the, the at least the the park is destroyed we don't know if the humanity is destroyed but so yeah. give me your interpretation of what happened because i have no idea i'm completely lost on that one give me your interpretation of it um, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like they're trying to, to, to recreate a a William and they're trying to do it based on 
on the loop of his experience at Westworld for like at least <clears throat> at least season two, maybe both seasons one and two, maybe even more. But they're doing a very, very long loop uh, outside, just like just like James Delos's, and, and then recreating the whole thing over and over and over again for him. Meaning, man, they've got to like, if it's post season one, like they have to like terraform stuff, recreate all those hosts, everything. It's huge. Mm -hmm. so, now I don't know why they'd be doing it because Forge Logan said that host that the problem was it was too was not that it was too not complicated enough. He's saying that the solution was that they needed to make it simpler. But they've made it, you know, massively complicated in order to try to perfect a William. So, I mean, I think they're trying to perfect a William. And they're trying to perfect it based on, like, a huge, huge loop. Um, so like does that mean that larger... William... But does that mean the William we see in the camp uh, when they're all evacuating is dead? Or... No, I think that one goes on and lives the rest of his life and dies. And then, for some reason, the Delos project continues. And I think they're recreating William based on all of the data they had. Because he wore his hat, the, you know, all of his time in Westworld. So they have a complete brain scan of his entire time. Um, so they can... So they can create like a they can create a whole loop of his entire season two events, complete with hosts, to see if he would, he would make the the same choices and everything and try to recreate him. So I mean I think that's what they're doing. Um, uh, I don't know why I don't know why they'd recreate William. Well, like they said, it's in the far future, so and they're yeah. trying to and they're actively working to get to that point. So it's completely possible that maybe Dolores takes over Delos and this is all her little project. I mean, what makes sense is, is that they have more data on William than any other human being because he's mm -hmm. been to the host, he's been to the park the most, right? Yeah. So they have the most brain scans, they have the most decisions um, on anyone. So yeah, they. I think they're yeah they're trying they're trying again with a with a super super complicated William like all of these decisions to try to get everything right. Mm -hmm. That's my guess. I don't know why they'd be recreating him though. Jesus maybe Christ. maybe they yeah maybe I'm humanity not... maybe humanity needs a a human that really understands the hosts. Humanity yeah. needs a human that understands the hosts. Humanity yeah, need needs this older man to come back. And help us against right. They're trying. They're trying to build a John Connor to stop the to stop <laughs> the term the Terminators. Um, that's all I can think of. Well, I just hope we see Young William again. But overall, the episode I felt was unnecessarily complicated in some places. Like they were trying to, <laughs> they were trying to answer way too many questions or put in way too many reveals. In yeah. this, this, the episode had enough time for all these reveals, but I felt that there were way too many. For just one episode, I felt I felt they jumped back and forth in time a little too much. Mm. Um, I felt they needed Elsie to do something to actually help Hale. Like he he, he was like they were like Bernard was angry at Elsie for helping Hale, but she didn't actually do anything. So I would have liked Elsie to actually make a difference rather than just be there. Um, you know, Elsie this season was chained to she was chained to a wall and then followed around Bernard and then got shot. So it's like I, I really wanted her to do something that was relevant. Um, but, you know, for the most part, it came together fine. 
it just it was it was just kind of a hot mess of of you know convoluted plots. Was it a mess though? Cuz well, I mean, that's the feeling I'm getting, but I don't know. Some people thought it was a, a, the perfect episode. Not a lot of reviewers, though. A lot of websites gave it not that. Probably one of the lowest scores they've ever given it. I, I know IGN gave it like a seven point seven. I mean, I would say that it. Everyone's motivation was a little off. Like I say, the Man in Black, we have no idea what he's doing. You know, Dolores and Bernard kind of don't know what they're doing. Like Bernard is like, I need to stop Dolores until I don't. Until I'm walking around James Delos's simulations. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. Why are we walking around James Dulles' simulations and like what like wh- like none of that's really explained? Like we don't really know why James Dulles failed. Um, we don't really know why they were trying to kill all the hosts jumping off the cliff. Like I thought the hosts, I thought Ekechita was 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 capturing humans, and all of a sudden he has all of the hosts with him. Like when did he get all of the hosts? Like when did that happen? You know, like there was a lot of jumps in my in my mind. I think thematically, like, they did a good job bringing everything together in that sense. Like, you know, their, their religious imagery and stuff and, and the points they were making um, about human existence and existence in general. Like, that's, that, that's fine. I think that all came together. But, but yeah, I just would, I, I wish they would have been tighter with, with individual character motivations on why they're doing things at different times. Are you looking forward yeah. to seeing Maeve again? I'm kind of not. Uh, I mean, I think Maeve. I think Maeve is a, a very important character in the in the sense that, um, in season two, she's grown into a character that respects and loves and cares about humans um, just as much as she does hosts. And so, I mean, I don't think Lee's sacrifice will will go unnoticed for her. And I think she, you know she now cares about. I'm guessing she cares about Felix and Sylvester. So Maeve is a wild card in, in the sense that if she gets outside of the park, you know, she would not be down with Dolores' plans of world domination, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, I think that's, you know, Maeve, I think, took an important step this season. Like Bernard took a step back in, in hating humans. Like once Elsie died, he was like, mm-hmm. shaking fists. Um, so we're not sh- quite sure where even Bernard is going to go. I don't think he's as gone as Dolores, but I think perhaps, uh, you know, he's not as human loving as Maeve might be. So I think she's important. Uh, but I don't know, like, what do we do now that she doesn't have the daughter? Like, what's her goal now? Yeah. She still needs to escape. <laughs> we'll see what happens when Felix and Sylvester rebuild her. Because they're rebuilding her. Yeah, of course. When do you think the uh, season three is coming back? Probably 2020? Yeah, they said they're they said they're filming. They're starting filming, June twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So they're not even gonna start filming for a year. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're looking twenty twenty, is is when it's gonna come out. Probably Another right around the time now. when uh, Watchmen maybe comes out because is Watchmen coming out twenty nineteen? I don't. Um, I don't. Yeah, I guess they you know they they gotta they gotta pull something out to to replace Game of Thrones because. What Game of Thrones is probably going to be what summer twenty nineteen? I'm assuming I'm early? assuming Game of Thrones spinoff is coming twenty twenty and uh, summer mm. twenty nineteen. Watchmen needs a completely clear schedule of no really big shows to really stand out 
So it'd be kind of irresponsible if I was doing, if I was running a network, it'd be a little irresponsible for me to put this much money behind Watchmen, have all these people come in, hire like big name actors, and then have Game of Thrones kind of overshadow it in terms of uh, uh, a viewership. So I, I would well, then want... you then you set it up where Watchmen is like the next week, like the week after, like oh now that. Yeah, because people are going to be like, oh, it's time to cancel my HBO subscription. And they're like, don't cancel it yet. Well, people, I feel like people would have fatigue because, like, as much as I enjoy watching Netflix, uh, you know, binging every, every once in a while, I don't want to keep watching Netflix a week after my favorite show ends, you know, if that mm. makes sense. So I would want Watchmen to have its breathing room and its own first yeah. summer, at least, for now. I certainly have my Westworld fatigue right now. Cause, yeah, because I did. I did the season. I did season one watch and season two watch. You know, back to back. So I've been doing Westworld. I've been doing Westworld like, God, since like what February, like nonstop. So. Uh huh. So sorry to hear that, bro. Let's let's wrap it up because uh, I know you got things to do, and your wife probably hates me because I always keep you up. But uh, actually, wait, no, no, I'm not keeping you up. It's what time is it's, it there? It's not nine twenty. Nine twenty. Oh, normally we go on until like fucking 11. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. fine. Regardless, I'm sure you have dinner to get to. So uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, what did you think of the episode? Did you like it? Did you hated it? Eh. No, I mean, I, I, I was thoroughly entertained. It, I mean, it blew oh, it's my entertaining. mind. Yeah. I like, just... it blew my mind. Like, like it, was, it, was, it was a convoluted, complicated mess. But mm-hmm. come on, like, no show, like, keeps me guessing episode to episode. and keeps me talking, you know, with, and, and like... Makes me looking for theories and, and everything. I mean, it they have a talent in that, and so and there's a lot of ideas floating around. Uh, they could be clearer, it could be tighter, but I appreciate the effort. I appreciate them throwing all of these things in. I just wish it was, I wish it was less jumbled. That's all. Yeah, I, my I I share the same sentiment. All right, but let's wrap this up, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. This was an extra long episode of the Westworld podcast. Uh, we were kind of kind of all over the place, but it's Westworld, so you can forgive us. Uh, Preston, do you have anything coming up that we should know about besides your amazing T-shirts? <laughs> no, no, just uh, still still working on you know Night's Watch, uh, prepping for winter, you know things like that. So nothing, we're, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy specials. You know. Guys, we'll be going back to the Game of Thrones podcast. Maybe do a mini one or two, uh, a mini here and there, and uh, afterwards, maybe in August, we'll go back to the full fledged Thrones podcast. Uh, Once again, thank you so much for joining us on this. We will see you again in 2020, hopefully, for Westworld Season 3. Have a good one.